Today, we are going to share quick tips to get through the holiday season for foster families. Join us today on Fostering the Future. Welcome to the Fostering the Future podcast, a show about all things child welfare, dependency, adoption, and foster care. Here are your hosts, veterans in the world of child welfare, Jack and Kat. We believe that every human has incredible and equal value regardless of what side of the courtroom we sit on. We hope that everyone feels welcome and accepted here on Fostering the Future. Make sure you follow us on Facebook or Instagram as Fostering the Future Podcast, or check us out on our website at fosteringthefuturepodcast.org. This is Jack, and I'm here with Nicole. And today we are going to talk about Christmas. Woohoo! My favorite time of the year. The minute Halloween is over, Christmas music is totally playing in my house. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do not tell Jack Daddy. <laughs> he keeps telling me if you leave me alone with the kids on the weekend at all, you're probably going to come home to the Christmas tree app. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> no. Like once Thanksgiving is over, like it's all on. But like he keeps threatening me. So he probably wants to listen to that music too. But we, we do a big Thanksgiving here. So I really like it to still be decorated for Thanksgiving. I saw on Hulu last night that they've already got like the Lifetime Christmas movies starting already. I mean, we were watching Noel on Disney Plus in my house last night. So literally I told the kids like November 1st means Christmas. And for one day it will be Thanksgiving. <laughs> and then it's Christmas again. Well, Thanksgiving is a big deal in my house. My dad came and like we do a golf tournament the day before Thanksgiving. Oh, fun. Like we bring the kids and everything. I'm sure the other golfers aren't like in love with that. <laughs> um, one of my Christmas presents from my brother, he took a picture of me golfing with Minnie Mac um, in an Ergo on my back. He just thought it was the coolest thing that I was golfing with a baby in my Ergo um, <laughs> on my back that he, he, he had it blown up into this like big, huge, Aww. like, like wooden poster thing. And he gave that to me for Christmas. So, oh, I uh, love that. Yeah, my brother always made Thanksgiving special. And now that he's not with us anymore, it's kind of like almost even more special. Like we have to do it up for him. We really focus on Thanksgiving in November. I think for all those reasons, it's so special that you do. But we have lots of really cool things that we do, especially with our foster kids. Um, once Thanksgiving is over to get ready for Christmas and to get excited about Christmas. And one of the things that we started doing, it might have just been last year the year before is instead of waiting till Christmas to break out the Christmas jammies we break them out after Thanksgiving and we wear them I think it was like we picked Saturday night and we would wear it every Saturday night and watch a Christmas movie until Christmas oh my gosh I think I might you might need to do that I think I might need to do you might need to join us over here too for at least one of those movie nights that would be amazing and we'll just be in our jammies that'd be super fun you know it's hard for kids to be in 
foster care and not be with their families. But especially during the holidays, it's so hard for them. Yeah. Um, because they're used to like certain traditions and they're used to that's the time of year that you really spend time with your family. And even when your family isn't maybe a healthy or safe family for you to be in, they're still your family. And that's definitely a time you miss them. We thought we would talk about some ways to make that time easier for the kids that are in our homes. I'm so glad I get to do this with you. All right. Well, tell me what you think. Give me a good idea. All right. So I think one of the really important things to start off with is to ask the biological families what their traditions are at Christmas and what they really liked doing. And if there was any of those things that we could do with the kids for them, or maybe all of us could do together so that the kids are kind of at the forefront and they see both families kind of coming together during that time. Absolutely. I think that's a great idea. I know that if I was taken out of my family and put into another family as a child, aside from how jarring and traumatic that would be, that one of the hard things would be Christmas would come around and like the stuff that we normally do on Christmas, we wouldn't get to do. If you're able to um, communicate with the biological parents and find out what things that kid might want to try doing at your house, if their family is able to be involved, that's great. Also, if that's not possible, maybe you could just ask the kid, like, what's your favorite thing to do? Maybe their parent takes them to go see a particular movie or go to a store to find out what their favorite part of Christmas is, what their family traditions are, and see how you can implement that in your home so that they're missing out on a little less. Yeah, and it is something that you can do with then with all of the kids in your home. So what is something else that we could do to kind of make things a bit easier for the kiddos and their families? One of the things that like we probably shouldn't have to say, but I think that we have to just because even though it seems kind of obvious, if there's other kids in your home aside from the foster kids, you don't want to buy your biological son a Nintendo Switch and then get your foster kid a book. Yes. That's not okay. That's not okay. There should not be that disparity in the gift. It should be everybody is getting things that are valuable to them and what they want. I think that we would all know not to be like that and that when your kid is your foster kid, they're your kid and you treat them like every other kid in your home. If you're going to spend $20 or $50 or $100 or $500 on a kid in your home, that's pretty much what you spend on all of them. And yeah, yeah, I also tell my kids like fair isn't always equal, you know? Oh, I like that. Fair doesn't always mean like that I spend $50 on you and $50 on you or whatever that is. It's what matters to that person. For this kid in foster care that is in your family, you're their Christmas. Last year, there was a lot of that lesson in my home, right? Because when you have kids that range from one-year-old to 16-year-old, the cost of things are very different. I would imagine (laughs) that your 16-year-old probably wanted different things from their one-year-old. Very different things. Yeah. There's that too. So it's like making sure that the gift is what they each find value in and valuable to them. Just make everybody feel just as special as everybody else in your home, whether they're adopted or biological or in foster care. And I think that flows into kind of the next idea, actually, which is to make sure that they feel included with things like Christmas photos and family photos. Like you just talked about matching jammies. I do that. Last year, I was a little concerned 
about COVID and didn't want to do the traditional go to the mall and see Santa, even though, you know, things were starting to kind of open up a little bit. I found this awesome studio and Santa was coming for one night only. And was he? I know. And it was very exclusive and he only accepted a few families, as I told my kids. And we all went and had special one-on-one time with Santa and took photos. It was special to all of the kids. And ultimately, it was able to be special for bio families because I was able to share those photos with the bio families. That's awesome. Every year we, we do take a Christmas photo with all the kids. That's one of my favorite things that we do. And it's usually my favorite picture for the whole year yeah. as the one from, I think that's from last year is above your head. I know it's so beautiful. And I already have the one for this year booked and it's actually a very similar one. The photographer is amazing. And as soon as we do the group picture, she's like, okay, do you want to do like one for each of the sibling groups so that we can get a print for their parents for Christmas? Making them feel included in whatever it is you're doing. One of my favorite memories is making a Christmas Eve dinner and having two of my foster daughters learning my family recipe for oh, how cool. yeah, for eggplant rollatini. And it's like the special thing that everybody always makes a big deal that I make really because it takes forever and I make it <laughs> and nobody else wants to do it, but it tastes really good. So um, everybody likes that I make it and it was really cool that my girls were able to help me with that. So just making them feel included in your family traditions because you might feel like it's not important to them, but it is because this is their Christmas. It totally is. So my grandmother passed away when I was like five and a half. She had this old school index card box with all of her recipes oh, written in it. One of those. <laughs> yes, one of those. I, there's like flower stains on some of them or like butter stains or, you know, yes. Christmas go type. You know what I mean? My mom and I, and it's been expanded to my best friend and my sister-in-law over the years, we would all get together and make these recipes. And then we would give the cookies and candy out that we would make out as gifts to people. Oh, I love that. Of course, now we've all got kids. Yeah. And so it's a lot of chaos, but it's something that they all really look forward to. And it was really special last year to be able to do that with all of the kids. And it was super fun to kind of bring them into the fold of this tradition that we've been carrying out for years and years. So one of the things that I love doing, I love finding things in the community to do with my kids during Christmas. And I think that's extra special when you have foster kids to to be doing stuff like that and showing them, you know, things that they can do when they're older, when they're back with their family. I know one of the local malls does a Christmas tree lighting and it's like they do three of them every night. Yeah, definitely. We've done that too. And there's like fake snow and it's like a free thing you can do. So no matter how many kids you have, it's not like it's a crazy amount of money. You just go to the mall and watch the songs and the lights and the fake snow come out. It's so much fun. Or you could just drive around and look at Christmas lights. There's so many cool things that various communities do. And a lot of it is free, which is great when you got a big family, you know. Actually right around the corner from me, there's um, like this historic street. They shut the whole thing down for a couple of days close to Christmas. It's so fun. Oh, that's and cool. every house does like a display of some sort. Oh, how awesome. So, and then like when you walk up, somebody will hand you hot cocoa. Oh, how They cool. hand out cake. It's so neat. Oh, you nice. You just walk uh, uh, back and forth looking at like the lights. And then so we usually um, try and do that every year. So that's a cool thing to do with your foster families and, you know, helping just bring more fun and joy and celebration to these kids who are going through a tough time. Definitely. You know, some of the things that seems to now be a tradition because we're doing it for the second year 
there in a row is we already had zoo passes because, oh. you know, it was like one of the things that we could eventually do safely during COVID. Definitely do the Christmas event. You know, if you have passes, it's not anything extra to get in. And the cool thing is if you're a foster parent and you buy the family plus pass, it's two adults plus a guest. And if you tell them you're a foster parent, they ask you the average number of placements that you've had for the year. And so I have 15. My pass is two adults plus a guest, an adult guest and 15 kids. Yeah. It's like however many kids you have. Yeah. So we went and did the whole Christmas thing and that was super fun. And I'm hoping that this year we'll be able to do Grinchmas. It's about an hour and a half from me or so. I don't know what city it's in. I can't remember. It's this little town that kind of turns into Whoville. Oh my For gosh, like a day. <laughs> that sounds so fun. Yeah. And they didn't do it last year, but I'm hopeful that they'll kind of bring it back this year. And there's a bunch of cool things for the kids to do. And I guess to add to all these things that you can do in the community with your foster family to help your kids have a better Christmas is if you're already going to be out in the community, what a great way to involve their families in what you're doing to celebrate Christmas. So, you know, obviously every case has a different situation and there's different rules about like whether sometimes someone from the department really has to supervise those visits. If you're allowed to supervise those visits with the parents, why not invite them when you're going to see Christmas lights or, you know, any of these things that we've talked about? Definitely. That would be so awesome. Yeah. I mean, hard enough for them to go through the holidays without their parents, but if they get to experience some of these cool things that you're doing with them. And how cool is it for the parents? To get to spend that time with the yeah, kid. Yeah, it's like extra time. It's a special thing. It's a special activity. It's right. just like doing like a visit. Bring them on. Come on, man. That's Include awesome. them. You know, something else that's kind of really important when talking about working with the families and the kids is to talk to them about your traditions that are already in place. Yeah, so that like expectations are set. It's so funny how like we all all celebrate Christmas. I mean, for the most part, but all of us do it so differently. So differently. And so for a kid to be in your home, I think it just get, takes away some of the anxiety when you like let them know what to expect. Like these are the things we're going to do for Christmas. This Like on Christmas Eve, we're going to go here and these are the, going to be the people that are there. Yes. And this is what we're doing on Christmas Day. We're going to go here and then we're going to go here. This is who's going to be here. Right. We're going to open some gifts. We're going to eat some food just so that like there's not that always anxiety of like the hyper vigilance that a lot of foster kids have that they just don't know what's going to happen. Definitely. There is a lot of that in my home. There still is. I always go to church on Christmas Eve. Last year, I mean, we did that kind of in our very casual clothes in our living room. And we watched service, you know, online on the TV because... That was a safe way to do it. That was the safe way to do it. And like we lit candles in our own house and, you know, it was cool, but it's, it's not the same. But still, the kids knew that that's what we were doing. And the kids know that this year we're going to go to church. And then we come home and, you know, we, we kind of have our own traditions of what we do and the food that we eat on Christmas Eve and what we eat for Christmas breakfast. We also have this rule where we like don't need to get up at 6am in the morning because Santa still delivered presents, even if it's eight o'clock in the morning, just kind of setting those expectations. I think you're right. It does kind of lessen that hypervigilance. When you're able to like have these co-parenting relationships with the biological parents, like it's really cool to be able to involve them sometimes in the planning of things. Like if, even if they can't like come to your house and be there and sometimes that's doable and sometimes 
sometimes it's not. But maybe there's other ways that you can get them engaged. So the one idea that I thought would be super cool is if like bio parents were involved in the elf on the shelf. In my home, the elf appears and I do all kinds of fun things with him. But how cool would it be if parents either gave you ideas or maybe elf was in their house and a picture was taken there. Oh, that would be so cool. was like, you know, sent like with maybe elf. in their room. Yeah. In their house yeah. with, with their parents. Like, right. oh, elf came to visit me today. Right. And we're sending pictures. Yeah. And then it's like super involved with the parents and they are actually experiencing it with them. And get it like be part of that parenting. Yes. And getting to be mom and dad. We do not do elf on the shelf. Mm-hmm. I am not disciplined enough to do elf on the shelf. <laughs> Uh, we we did it like one year and it was like maybe like Elf went here, Elf went there and then Elf sat somewhere for like the entire rest of the time for Christmas. And, you know, if you're not going to do it right, it's just not the kind of thing you should do at all. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, Elf gets flour everywhere in my house. Yes. Boo Boo Elf is just naughty. I don't have time for that. I have enough kids <laughs> making messes in my house and making it deplorable. <laughs> but but uh, oh. the, last year, my girl's mom mom did elf on the shelf at her house I would send them pictures of yeah, the elf cool. moving around their house so that that that's was kind of awesome. cool yeah because that because i wasn't her. doing elf on the shelf yeah. <laughs> somebody had to those poor girls yeah i mean i have been doing elf on the shelf for years now i mean i'm very impressed with your discipline before having my own kids um oh no because <laughs> oh no no because <laughs> i'm a little I, worried now <laughs> No, I had a nephew that was coming to my house okay. every well, day. Maybe. And so I originally... I mean, that's a lot. ...was doing it for him. Yeah. And, I mean, this year we're going to have another elf. I'm glad you weren't doing it for your dog. No. <laughs> I mean, do you know me? I'm not that crazy. <laughs> I was worried. I'm like, what is she doing? No, totally was doing it for my nephew. And this year we're going to have a new elf join the picture so that my kids get to name the oh, elf okay. and so there's going to be two and there can be just so much more like oh mischievousness that occurs with two elves i mean what are they gonna do i mean first of all we might be taking a super fun trip somewhere for like five days oh. and i've been debating about whether the elves are gonna come oh my gosh it would be such a nice break if you don't have to have them come i know but they're totally gonna come because oh i'm gonna gosh. create like capsules for them to travel in oh. or i don't know <laughs> will they get their own mickey hats I mean, maybe. That's a great idea. I'm sure that's a thing. (laughs) I mean, oh boy. And we're going to be in a house, so we have plenty of space. That's true. Maybe maybe I shouldn't be giving you ideas. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's happening, and realistically, I'm going to be the one doing it. But one of the um, older kiddos in my home actually also really enjoyed doing it with me last year. I mean, I guess that's helpful. Yeah. So we had a lot of fun, and I mean, I'm a little crazy. I totally downloaded templates like if the kids were naughty they got a naughty note from the elf oh no that must have been traumatizing did you forget that these kids were already traumatized i mean i'm the elf was just encouraging polite kind behavior one of the things that i thought um might be something 
to think about is the parents may want to be giving gifts to the children and may not have the finances to do that. Especially like a lot of the times when you're working a case plan, it's hard to work because of all of the classes you have to take. And sometimes you have to go for a lot of drug tests and that can be difficult. You have to have a job to complete a case plan most of the time. But a lot of the time, a lot of that money is um, going towards some of the stuff that you're working towards, locating a place to live, getting a car, like all of these things. So it might not be the easiest time financially for you. If you're able to help out the parents with that, there's organizations that help with Christmas gifts. And I've had in the past where they'll bring me gifts for the kids. And what I'll do is ask the parents like, hey, have you picked anything up for the kid yet? And if they hadn't, I give those gifts to the parents to give to them. It's not always going to feel great for a kid when you know you're able to give them things that their parent isn't and um, I think that is such an empowering thing to do for the parents yeah you know it's incredibly empowering they're not having to then ask for help it's being offered to them and it's just another example of like being in a really good co-parenting situation and supporting the parents so they can continue to do the actual really hard work that they're doing I mean it's pretty much a full-time job to work a case plan it is as it's been seen. I admire um, some of the parents that I see. One in particular um, recently, he has a hard job and he works like every day and he still gets to his screens and does all his classes. And sometimes he's not done with his classes until eight or nine o'clock at night. He's just made it work and it's been really hard and he's busted his butt. Yeah. So it's like, Yes, I I'm love when a dad is stepping up like that. I That's know. Great. I love mom. I love mom. Yeah. And mom and dad are together here. He has it hard. He's working a hard job, then still doing all the stuff. And I'm not quite sure how he's doing it. And frankly, I haven't really seen another parent be able to do kind of the full time traditional job and all of the things all at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it definitely takes some dedication. Yeah. And like really, you know, finessing the schedule. So that's and, one thing we could do is we can help them out with some gifts listen especially if you as a foster parent like you're buying kids for your foster kids um and then somebody else comes along and offers some assistance with some gifts like why not give it to the parent to give to them and i think that kind of flows into kind of the next idea having the kids make crafts to then also give gifts to the parents yeah um so it's not just that the um you're thinking of the parents and how you can support them to make the kids feel good but how can you make the kids feel good with their parents and you know making crafts with them as gifts to give to their bio families and to kind of get excited about that maybe sending a kind of a craft kit with the kid with mom on a visit so they can do it together that's fun so so something along those lines That's where a they're great doing, idea. yeah, I mean, even something like a gingerbread house, I think they're like 10 bucks. Oh yeah. Those are fun. You know? And so if that I think gets, more gets eaten than built. But, I mean, totally, know. but it's still super fun. They're and I'm so stale. Like what is that? Right? I don't know. My teenager is freakishly good at building these houses. I'm going to have to see this. I mean, I'm going to find pictures and show you. We all did it last year and he was helping everyone. because I feel like we had a competition last year, but I don't remember where. (laughs) It was 2020. Like 2020 is very fuzzy. It's like PTSD, like you block it out. Yeah, totally. But I feel like there was a competition and I don't feel like I was part of a winning team at all. But okay, so speaking about like making gifts for the parents, like with these crafts, like Christmas crafts, like you could do ornaments or like pictures in, in, 
and I know in school, a lot of the time, the kids will come home with stuff like that. Yes. And a lot of the time, they'll say right away, like, I want to give this to my mom. Definitely. Another point is that the organization that I do a lot of work with, uh, we have an annual Christmas event for kids. And one of our favorite things to do is um, craft tables. Awesome. So whether it's like making an ornament or painting a canvas, that gives the child something to walk away with. They're like, I want to give this to my mom for Christmas. Definitely. And, and that's such a cool thing because then they feel like they have something to give. Yes. They get to be part of like the giving, not just the receiving. Yes. But also they made something, so they're proud of it. So um, It's just empowering and it goes to building up their self-esteem with kids who have experienced trauma. Positive childhood experiences. Yes. Building resiliency, fighting yes. trauma, all that good stuff. Yes. So I think while all these things are amazing and presents are fun and wonderful and great, I think that it's important for me and my house that we all know that Christmas is not just about receiving things or yeah. gifts. Um, it's about giving to people. Yes. Um, and that doesn't mean always material things. Yeah. It's giving to people in other ways, giving your time, giving your space, giving your heart. Um, but it gives an opportunity to really teach the kids how important giving is. For me as a foster parent, one of the things that I want my kids to walk away with is I hope that they see me giving literally every single day of myself. And I think the holidays is a really good time to kind of bring that up and kind of bring that lesson full circle. And teach them how to do it. And teach so them how to do it. instead of just modeling it, be yes. like, hey, we're going to do this as a family. Whether you're yes. like you as a family, like your whole family go and like volunteer somewhere. You know, one thing that's kind of fun to do is like if you just pick like a person or an organization, make cookies for the local firehouse, man. Yes. And just teach your kids and have them engage with it. This is something we do because as a kid, a big part of Christmas is thinking about what you're getting, making oh, totally. a list. What are your gifts going to be? But as an adult, like, I mean, it's cool to get gifts, especially when people think about, I always think like the gifts that are most impactful for me is like when somebody, I feel like, oh, they know me. Yes. Like they get me. One of my foster kids um, bought me a necklace one year. Actually, I'm not sure if it was one of my foster kids or my bio kid, or I don't have any bio kids. I forgot. <laughs> I always think my adopted kids are my bio kids. <laughs> I can't remember if it was one of my adopted children or one of my foster children, but one of them uh, got me a necklace for Christmas. And it wasn't like this big fancy thing. Not that I'm a big fancy necklace kind of gal, <laughs> but there were words on it. And at this moment, I don't remember what the words said, but I cried for like five minutes. It just like it, it got me. It wasn't just that like it was sweet words. It was like they know my heart. Yes. So those are the gifts that like really matter to me. But really, as an adult, there is nothing more exciting in Christmas than giving something to somebody. And, I completely agree. And maybe just because like I, I just shared that like that's what gets me. Like yeah. if somebody gets me a gift and I'm like, oh, they know my heart. I spend so much time trying to think of Christmas gifts to make somebody feel like, oh, they know my heart. Yes. And that like I want my kids to feel that too. Like I want them to be so much more excited about what they're giving to someone else yes. that they don't even think about what they want. I heard something in church, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. And it was something about how if everybody concern themselves not with their own needs but with the needs of the people around them like your needs would be met too like everybody's needs would be met if if you 
if you're just focused on all the people around you and what they need, like you don't have to worry about your needs. Your needs will be met because everybody's focused on everybody else. I love that. And so true. I want to raise kids that think like that. Me too. Me too. I love Christmas. I think there's so many cool things about it. I love doing fun things with my kids. It's so magical. It's so magical. It's so magical. I don't care how old you are or what age you are. But it's also hard for kids who've had trauma. It is. It's like, it's it's one of those things like, especially like when families are together during the holidays that can create events that have like, you know, like every year they're going to remember that one thing that happened that one time where somebody got angry and it can create like so many emotions in them. So I think that if we can try and focus on doing some of these things for our kids as foster families, we could try and make it a little better. I think so. I want to add one more thing that I learned. Not having an expectation that the kids are going to love Christmas Day or Christmas morning. I really had to come to terms with that because they're not with their biological families all the time and there's not a space where that's always going to happen on that actual day and when the opening presents from Santa and everyone else wears off you might see a kid who is struggling and so just not putting so much effort into everything being perfect and having this high expectation that it's going to be so amazing because you've worked so hard to make it so (laughs) amazing for them and then for them to just still not be happy yeah Um, Because they're then experiencing things and emotions and... But if you go into it with no expectations, so much easier. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's even if they they get everything they want and they're so excited and, you know, it could be just like they get to talk to their mom at some point and then that's great for them. They need that, but they get off the phone and they're a mess. And like no matter how much fun you had that day, it's just like, you know, you just got to roll with the punches. Not have expectations and understand that what might be fun for them might also be difficult for them. Great point. Thank you for bringing that up. And thank you for joining me out here on this stressful day with my twitching eye. (laughs) Well, this is the perfect way to end the day by talking about Christmas. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on social. We hope that you join us again next time and keep on fostering the future.